Hello, everyone. Welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms at Work podcast. I'm Liz, your host of today's show. I'm here with our co-founders, Lynn and Tina, as well as our Director of Operations and Communications, Rachel. Today, we will discuss the impressions you leave with people at work. Poet, memoirist, and civil rights activist, Maya Angelou, said these words of wisdom. I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Let's take that quote and discuss how we can apply this in the workplace. Tina, would you like to start? I would. I thank you, and thank you, Liz. I think that this is just such a wonderful quotation, and and uh, this speaks to, for me, this speaks to respect of um, all that you, all anybody that you come in contact with in the workplace. Um, our actions, our actions matter. Um, our actions are, are our intentions, and to acknowledge it is just so easy to acknowledge and to be kind to others. Um, and in 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 the workplace, we are all surrounded with a multitude of personalities and individuals that have who knows what's going on in their life at the moment we have no idea but for that one moment in time when we are at one-to-one -one and and in front of each other the kindness that we can show to that other person that the consideration that we're able to show makes that person's day perhaps a little better and in turn someone may feel the same way towards towards us and make us feel better uh, and and just Kindness in the workplace is what this this quote uh, says to me. Uh, that that can be within our own workplace, or if we're even at a at, at getting coffee somewhere, uh, and the the individual that's at the cash register, who knows what's going on in in that person's personal life, but just to show a little kindness, and a, a look in the eye and a hello, or a look in the eye and a thank you. It just goes such a long, long way and makes that other person, just makes another person feel worthy, I suppose, um, and to feel, feel, feel that there was a, a kindness and, and perhaps puts a, a little warmth in their heart. So that's how I view this particular quote. Rachel, how do you feel about it? Well, I mean, I think that, of course, it works in the workplace. Like you said, Tina, it just it applies to everyone that you ever come across. And if you work a full-time job, um, you, you're seeing these people that you work with, you know, about 40 hours a week, more or less. And so how you make them feel really matters with how you function as a team, how you function in the workplace. But it also matters beyond that because in the short term, people do remember what you say and do. That's part of accountability. But in the long term, long term after you've left this job and moved on to something else, they won't necessarily remember those things, but they will remember how you made them feel. And so when you need them to to write you a reference or vouch for a skill that you have, um, how you make them feel is gonna is gonna affect how likely they are to do that, how likely they are to recommend you for another job. So it's really important for those reasons and, and vice versa, because how you made them feel is going to affect how likely you are to help them in their in their future. So it's a two way street. But I think it also um, relates to customers. Tina talked about um, just you know being nice to the person at the coffee shop. When you're 
nice to your customers in, in return, they're more likely to come back. And if you're cruel to them, or not necessarily cruel, <laughs> don't punch them in the face. Please. But <laughs> if, you're, if you're negligent and if you don't care, then they're not going to come back. So I think, of course, it matters. So how you make them feel really affects how they're going to behave in the future. What are your thoughts, Lynn? Well, when when I agree with both of what you said, but I also have my own twist, which is that this is a lot about building relationships, you know, healthy, long-term relationships. Um, because as an individual, you earn uh, respect and admiration, you know, by being genuine, by treating people with respect, and being responsible. And, you know, when you're in the workplace, you can exhibit compassion and understanding for individuals and what their challenges are, what they're going through. But you can still be exercising, you know, clear objectives and deliverable expectations. So, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's so important to be positive and supportive. And yet at the same time, provide the focus for the task at hand. And it, it, that just goes right back to what we've all been talking about, which is one of the most important things for me and, and one of my core foundations of my belief system is that everyone deserves to be treated with dignity, compassion, and respect. And you treat others and how you want to be treated. I mean, that's just, you've heard it all along, you've, and it's one of the, like a nursery rhyme, but it's absolutely true. And so that's what this quote speaks to me. Thanks. That was valuable feedback from all of you. Thank you just so much. But I'm, I'm curious, can you elaborate on this more? How can you positively influence people's feelings about you at work? What can you do? Lynn, would you like to address this first? Sure. Uh, you know, for me, the first thing I try to do is express my appreciation to the other team members. You know, I thank them for a job well done. Um, I provide genuine encouragement and acknowledgement um, at a job well done and um, when they've accomplished something. Uh, and rather than just general empty platitudes, I really illustrate why I thought a specific project was handled well. Um, I think that everyone likes and needs positive reinforcement, and I know I do. I like to hear the attaboys, like you did a good job. Um, another thing is it's uh, critical to give credit where credit is due. So when um, we are working on a bigger project, I want to make sure that I recognize um, the other team members that brought the project to a successful completion. And there is strength in sharing that glory, you know, and, and it's just the right thing to do. And then, you know, the other flip side to that is that when you do need to make a pivot or a change or a refinement, it's important to how you approach uh, the subject um, with the other individual and to make sure that it's presented as constructive criticism. And it's really in terms about how I feel and, and what corrective action needs to be taken. So I ask for the other person's input. Um, I ask them about what they thought could have been done differently um, or been more how it could be more effective in the future. What could we streamline or change? Um, I, I, we look, I look for common ground um, so that we have an agreement regarding the takeaways. So what do we need to uh, adjust 
you know, to be more successful in the future. So it's really important to focus on the task and the outcome, not on the person and the personality. And by doing that, that really reinforces my whole approach um, that, you know, what I want to do is make sure that we allow the other person to shine and um, the things that they do well and the skills that they have to shine and just make those, you know, minor uh, pivots and adjustments as needed. So, I mean, that's, that's, how I would handle it, and and that's how I take the question, Liz. So so Tina, did I get totally off track or what? No, I I like your approach, Len, to to how you work with a team and how you make your the team feel and the individuals within the team. I'll take a little different approach to this, um, as the question, uh, in, as I interpret it, how do I make how do how do I go about making uh, people feel at work? You know, what, how do I interact? Uh, and I think one of the, one thing on an individual basis is to always look the other person directly in the eye, zuh, when we're talking. Uh, I think that that eye contact is is very important. Um, I think that uh, that I also one of the first things I ever ask anybody when I see them for the first time during the day is, hey, you know, how was your evening or how are you doing today? And I listen. I don't wait and just walk away while they're talking because I'm, I'm being, I am sincere in asking what, how are you today? And uh, I will, if, if, uh, if I'm going off to get some coffee, I'll ask somebody, hey, can I, can I get you, can I bring you back a cup of coffee? I'm going to go, I'm going up, up to, to pour myself a cup. Um, hey, you know, do you need anything? I'm going out. I'm going to go get some lunch. Are, are you eating in today? Can I bring something back for you? Just, just little considerations um, on a on a daily basis, and I I feel that I make I get a smile back, and a smile for me just warms my heart. Um, I think that if someone is not having a good day. I like to think that it's a safe thing to say to me because I'm always asking, "Hey, how was your night? Or how was your day? Or what's going on?" Uh, they say, "Hey, you know, it's not it's not all that great." And sometimes people do share that, and I'll take the time to say, and and listen um, because I I I am genuinely interested in other people and and how. Uh, how they are, how they are doing, and how in turn all, because all of these are, are are cogs in the wheel that keeps things moving and keeps our community moving. Um, and I would consider our workplace to be a community. And if we can all be kind and and um, and interested and involved with each other, um, with with respect, you know, there are barriers there with respect. Um, I think that it, it just makes for a much more pleasant environment. And Rachel, what do you think? Well, my approach is actually pretty similar to yours. Um, so I'm I'm tired all the time. Any day of the week, any time of the day, I'm sleepy. <laughs> it's probably because I don't drink coffee, so maybe I should start. But for me, um, I have to make a conscious effort to not act like a zombie because of that. And I, I do. I, I want to treat people at work the same way I would treat people in any aspect of my life, which is that I want them to feel welcomed and appreciated and like I'm happy to see them, because I am, even if I am tired. So what I do is I actually do what, t what Tina said that she does. I, I say, hey, how are you doing, every time I see them, not 
the first time I see them that day, I will ask them how they're doing. Any other time I see them, I say hello. Um, I ask them how their weekends were, and I listen to their stories. I'm very interested in their stories, and I ask follow-up questions throughout the week. In response, I share on my own. In my case, I tend to overshare, so I mean, everything in moderation. Don't necessarily do exactly what I do, but um, I just really like to talk. And then beyond that, I, I go out of my way to um, to help them out when I know that they need some help and I have some extra time. But um, one particular thing that I do is that if I ever hear what their birthday is, I try to remember that. Because in my view, birthdays are very important. It's a day to celebrate that person. And so I always make an effort to remember their birthday and at least say happy birthday to them on their birthdays. Um, maybe bring them a cupcake, you know, give them some advance warning so I don't scare them. But, you know, I, I, I like I like to acknowledge them that way. So that, that's what I do to try to make sure that people realize that I appreciate them. Nice. I appreciate all your views and insight. That was great. Can we discuss a more challenging situation when someone makes you feel terrible bad, mad, sad, not to sound like, you know, Dr. Seuss, but what can you suggest to turn it around? Lynn, what do you think? Okay, <laughs> well, uh, I, I think the best way for me to answer this uh, is that I'm going to share a story. So uh, I had a project once upon a time that went uh, completely sideways. Uh, I was not aware of it, the support team didn't uh, inform me that things were going wrong. And so long and behold, I end up getting a call from my boss's boss about the project. And he had the whole support team in his office and he starts yelling, screaming, shouting profanities at me. And I have to tell you, I was, I was shocked. Uh, I had never encountered that kind of situation or, I, and I was just, staggered by his unprofessionalism. So, you know, you know, A, I was glad I was on the phone. Uh, so he couldn't see that I, I was shocked. <laughs> and I just maintained my calm and equilibrium through the call, uh, expressed my concern about what had occurred, and just sort of, I think in it, at the end, maybe a tiny bit, I had somehow taken a bit of edge off of his uh, anger. But uh, the situation was such that his behavior was completely indefensible and inappropriate. So I get off the call and, you know, I'm, I'm shaking. It's been like an emotional tornado. And so this is how I took that situation. I took a walk, you know, I, I just took a, a break, took some deep breaths. And then I called my husband, you know, sort of my you know, core support team and cheerleader. And uh, we just, we talked for a few minutes. He helped me feel better, uh, which was important, you know, to, for me, I'm, I'm a talker. <laughs> <laughs> if nobody's figured that out yet. Um, so then at that point, then I had a, a chance to sort of, you know, dial it down. And then it was, okay, what am I gonna do about this? So that's really where that started. And I called my boss, I explained what had happened. I was very clear about his boss's behavior, that not only was it unprofessional and inappropriate, but it was um, and would be considered abusive by any rational person. So that's it. You know, I stayed calm. You know, I disengaged as soon as I could. 
Um, I reached out to my support system. Um, I never took it personally or questioned my abilities. Um, yeah, it upset me. Um, the guy was a big jerk. Um, but, you know, I knew it wasn't about me. Okay. So um, I notified my immediate supervisor. And I, I was really clear that I wasn't going to tolerate that kind of behavior ever. Uh, and that I would go to corporate HR if necessary and if it was needed. Um, so, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it was like six months later. I, I, I you know, this is going to sound sort of petty, but I did a private dance when that person was replaced within the organization. So, <laughs> obviously, I wasn't the only one who experienced some issues with this person. So, that that's how I'm going to respond to this question. I don't know if that's good, bad, or ugly, and I'm going to go to Rachel and get your two bits. Well, I've been fortunate in that um, I've never been abused in that way. I've never been bullied or anything at work. But when I had a job while I was in college, there was a peer that um, I thought I was on friendly terms with. But every now and again, when we were having a conversation, he would just say something really harsh and really mean and make me feel really bad for pretty much the rest of my work day. And I, I do take, th take things very personally. I have a hard time separating myself from the situation in that way. So in my situation, what I was able to do is um, I, I avoided talking to him unless unless I had to for work. Um, I, you know, I'd still still say hey um, when I was walking by his cubicle, but otherwise I would keep our conversations to work because that would uh, limit the opportunities for him to just come out of the blue with something mean. Um, and in my case, it worked out well because I didn't really have a lot of overlap with this guy in, in terms of what our jobs were, so it was easier for me. But I, I think you were right, Lynn, in um, seeking out your support group. Um, in like in a continuous case or in a case as severe as yours, I would say that getting support from your friends, your family, whomever, um, is really important to make sure that you get reminded that you're you didn't deserve it. You're not a terrible person, etc. Mm -hmm. But if it is continuous, um, and if you have the fortitude to do this, I would suggest suggest asking that person if you could. Just take a moment to talk, have a meeting, and have a frank discussion with them about, you know, hey, we're, you know, we're not, we're not connecting. There's, there's something wrong here, and I would like to figure out why. And then, you know, tell them, you know, the things that they do that make you feel poorly, and ask them if there's something wrong with your own behavior. And you know, try to find a way to work around this, especially if they are someone that you have to work closely with. Um, I didn't do that in my case because I didn't have to work closely with him, and I'm also, I was more of a wimp back then. But um, yeah, I, I think that's what my advice would be. What about you, Tina? What do you think? Well, I like what both of you, um, what both of you had to say and, and, um, and certainly it's, it's important to remember not to take things too personally, although it's, it's hard sometimes not to. Um, I'd like to take, um, take a look at this from um, someone makes me feel terrible you know is to turn it around and say boy I hope you have a better day but if it really upsets me I might say something like well I sure hope that you feel better than I do <laughs> after that comment I'll do something I will say something back to the individual um, and right wrong or indifferent a lot of times Lynn and, and Rachel both of you if you know you you pick yourselves up and you take yourselves out of the situation. I love the idea of a timeout. 
but I don't um, personally if someone if someone really makes me feel terrible if I don't address it then it just festers and it, it and, and all it is is just and, and I have no idea what's going on in that person's day and this goes back to, to the very first thing that I when I we have no idea uh, what any one of us is going through at any particular point in time and may not even realize that we are that, that someone is coming off as being short or being abrupt or being or, or downright rude um, and it it takes people aback when you say wow that that really that that was a really odd comment for you to make in this situation or wow that that really that hurt How, what did I do so I, again, it, it's from a from a work standpoint. You know, Lynn and Rachel, both of you have have, have pointed out that you you may not be able to do that with the immediate supervisor, right? Um, you may not feel it it appropriate. It may be best to go take a walk or let some some time or go go home at the end of the day and then come back and address it. But if it's not addressed, I I would say that if it's not addressed somehow it's going to fester particularly if it's someone that you that you are working with on a day in day out basis it's it's going to fester and you know and it may be that the person says well too bad too bad that you that, that you felt terrible about that well okay at that point that's their decision and now now it's it's our decision to decide how it's going to make us we've we've shared we've we've shared now what our feelings are and uh, and then it just goes out, and you've got to let it go, let it go to the universe. But to to stuff it and to not address it um, is um, I think is is more hurtful to us as individuals. So that's my take. Thanks so much. Those were great stories and examples of ways to turn it around. I believe we have time for a question from Lisa in Culver City, California. Lisa asks. While I love Maya Angelou's quote and agree with the concept, there are times I find it very difficult to follow, specifically when I don't respect another individual. What advice can you share? That's a great question, Lisa. Lynn, would you like to take this? <laughs> Boy, uh, I'm, I'm being put in the hot seat a lot tonight. Okay, so um, I, I think that that would go back to the story I shared. Um, so with that individual and with that, what happened, I never um, respected that individual again. You know, I, uh, they had revealed their true self as far as I was concerned, and it was ugly. So regardless, you know, I smiled and said good morning or good afternoon as the occasion arose when, um, when we encountered each other in the office, um, you know, because I can control and am and, and responsible for my actions and my behavior. And so it's always important to me that, that I um, act accordingly. And I, I, I really do try to treat people the way that I want to be treated and, you know, leading by example. So, you know, I, I think that that's how I would answer that question for you, Lisa, is that um, you, you need to, to follow what's true to yourself, um, even when you don't um, respect that person. And I definitely think that, um, you know, if you can avoid them, <laughs> uh, you can do that too. So, uh, 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 Rachel, um, 
Well, Lisa, we've we've all been in that situation where we're dealing with people at work that you know don't seem to get their jobs done. Who knows what they're doing throughout the day? But I have to kind of be a little bit blunter than Lynn was on this. You know, you 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 just got to grow up and do it. I mean, even if you don't like what they're doing with their time, everyone is a person and everyone deserves some, you know, basic level of respect. Even if you don't respect the work that they're doing, you have to respect them as a human. In which case, you should really, you know, the principle should be to at least do no harm. You know, you don't have to go over to their desk and say, hey, you're an awesome person. Especially if you don't feel that way, don't lie. But at least do no harm. So if you're having a conversation with this person, um, if and you feel like you want to, you know, say something sharp to them, just take a deep breath. Just take a breath, count to five. If you need longer time than that, say, you know, hey, I need to go visit the restroom and go sit in the stall and figure out what you're going to do to communicate to this person what you need to communicate without just sounding like a terrible person. Um, so that's what I would say. Now, of course, if the reason you don't respect this person is something serious, like in Lynn's situation, they were, are clearly abusive, or if they are ethically, you know, questionable, then, you know, that that's a that's a different situation. I would still treat them well, of course, but then you also have to deal with that behavior by going through the appropriate channels, talking to supervisors, going to HR if you need to, whatever you have to do. But no matter what, you do have to treat people with respect, and you have to find a way to do that. Take a breath. I don't know, just have a drink of coffee or something. Just do something and figure <laughs> out a way to do it because you have to. What do you think, Tina? Well, I like what how both of you answer this question and uh, you know R E S P E C T. Um, great song. <laughs> um, and the this this quote is about you know that how how you you or we make someone else feel. And certainly if we don't have a respect, Lisa, for that other individual, it's very difficult, right? Because you want to feel as if you're being genuine. But that's when I'd say turn it inward a little bit and respect yourself. And at times we can be kind just so that we ourselves know that, that we are doing the best, we're, we're being the best version of ourself um, and walk away. You can smile and walk away. And you've, you're you're respecting yourself because you're you're being you're still showing kindness, but you are not going to the same level. I I can't imagine Lynn what would have happened if you would have sunk to the same level as that awful person did to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that would have been a bloodbath. <laughs> well, just, so you know, there there are times when we just have to recognize that. Not everybody is, as much as we all would all like to say love each other and, you know, this is all a, a grand world and we are, we're all warm and fuzzy, the reality is that it's, it's not all that way. So the best we can do is to make our own way a little kinder and a little nicer and be genuine to ourselves and be respectful of ourselves. And if, if we find that there are other individuals that perhaps are not respectful to us or don't respect us for whatever reason, um, then, you know, the, the, the only thing I think left to do is just to smile and walk away. Wow, that's powerful. Great ways to think about it and a great way to end today's podcast. We want to thank all of our members and guests who joined us. Next week, 
Join us for another informative dialogue at Petite to Queen. If you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petite to queen.com. <laughs>